0: Welcome to Deadly Discussions. I'm your host, Isaac Harrison. This podcast is a podcast about social entrepreneurship. And before we get started, I'd like to acknowledge the um, land on which we record, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. So, now this week on the podcast, we have a a, a friend of mine, in fact, uh, related to me from the same Uh, nation in Queensland. Uh, His name is Ivan Chili, aka everyone calls him Chili. Um, And before we get started, um, you know, it's been a pleasure. I've seen um, Chili in his life and where he's come from. Um, I met him down here in Victoria, even though we're both from Queensland, and um, seeing him grow these last couple of years um, has been um, a pleasure. So, without giving too much away, we're going to go into, I guess, so. welcome to the show, uh, Ivan Chili.
1: Thanks for having me here.
0: Uh, it's good to have you on, um, brother, and it's uh, quite a warm day for us Queenslanders. Uh, that's really nice to have some days like that in Victoria, wouldn't you agree? Yes. <laughs> um, so, we'll get started straight into uh, a bit of your story. Um, we know on the on the news we've seen some stuff around the closing the gap report and um, a lot of people are making comments, a lot of people um are making very uneducated comments and, and um statements that seem to be out of touch with us indigenous people. Um, you know what uh, my family and my parents uh went through, my nan, my grandparents, um, to get to me where I am today and um, you know, with your story as well. So we'd love to start with um yeah where's your mob from and where'd you grow
1: up, Chile? Um my mob is from the Sunshine Coast, the Cubby Cubby mob. Um I grew up I was born in Gympie but raised in Brisbane. Um, I was yeah, born in Gimpy and my, my mum ended up giving me up for adoption, um, uh-huh. she had no choice really, they had, um, my, yeah, well, my mum had a partner who was a blackie and um, she was only about 14 years of age at the time and uh, she got, she got raped by a police officer and, um. So she couldn't work out whose whose kid I was, like if I was the bikeys or the police officer's child. So when she when she gave birth to me, though, the the Mikey fella, well, the police officer lost his job, got transferred to another uh, another town somewhere in Brisbane. But um, yeah, the the Mikey fella kidnapped me from Gympie Hospital, and they caught him, got me back from him, and then he kidnapped me from my nana's house. Oh wow! So then they. Put me into foster care. Then he went around to all the foster care homes I was in, based in Gympie, and yeah. kidnapped me from nearly all of them. And if he wasn't kidnapping me from them, he'll just sit at the front of their house with his car and just rev his motor, letting them know that I'm here. I'm watching you. I know where my son is. Kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, and so, well, first, wow, well, because we know about the you know deaths in custody. Um, we know about um, violence from. Um, you know, police and, and communities and our communities um, and, you know, what you've experienced, um, what your mother experienced violence. You know, my family have similar stories. Um, when was the first time, you think, um, can you remember getting kidnapped by your own father?
1: Um, I was only like a newborn baby, like just fresh in the hospital kind of thing. So, I, have, I really have no idea. I can't remember any oh, of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think you'd remember <laughs> that. So,
0: um, and so, school? You got taken again when you were starting at school? Um,
1: no. the, the um, I moved got moved to a household in Brisbane, from competing to Brisbane, um, at the age of five months old. And I grew up with that foster family, but they had to change my name and my identity, so my father couldn't find me, pretty much. And then in 1984, he got... Pretty much got shot. Daddy was in a bikie mob, and um, as you know, as I said before, and he got shot um, and killed. Dad, like the big Father's Day massacre, and he was part of that. So once oh, wow. he was acknowledged dead, then they changed my name back to normal, and then the government tried to take me away from the white family. They put me in, yeah, to be placed in a um <clears throat> in a black community, yeah, like a, wow. like a little village, not with my own family again, just in you know, amongst like yeah, a, like uh, a but, mission, yeah. yeah, and um, so my. Foster family fought the government, wrote yep. letters and fought against the government and everything like that, and they won the case to keep me. Yeah, And wow. the government wasn't impressed because, you know, blacks and whites and this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff so back in the 80s. They so yep. they tried to prevent that from happening, but... Yep. My yeah. Yeah, so how, how old
0: were you when you found out your father was pronounced dead?
1: Um, I was... About thirteen years old, like my mum and dad, but foster parents were just waiting for that right time where I was where I could understand it and yeah, okay and stuff. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah. Was, and do you remember growing up um, having um, still cultural connection? Because I know a lot of displaced um, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people um, who grow up in, in good white Australian families. Um, one of the things they um, miss is that connection oh, no, to country. No. Did you?
1: My. My foster parents were like taking me out on like Indigenous tours and stuff, and yeah. like going around and eat, eating all like the the bush tucker food. And yeah, yeah. my foster mum, even even though she was white, she went down to the part where like she was even trying termites and witchetty grubs, <laughs> and she wasn't liking it, and I wasn't really liking yeah, it myself. Yeah. But um, she she kept that culture alive in me, so she yeah. didn't wanna, didn't want to rob me from from the Indigenous culture. Yeah, wow, that's <clears> that's fantastic.
0: You <throat> remind me of you know growing up as well. We had a strong. Uh, indigenous family um father's white australian and but we would all the all the time be out at the missions uh more yeah. to sherberg uh, where our, f- our family comes from and sports carnivals with mob and and so we never forgot um and never you know were unthankful for where we came so so we're coming uh, up to uh, high school now um <clears throat> you know did you finish school or
1: um, no um had it pretty rough. I was in a few different gangs and stuff growing up. Like yeah. Had a harder goal, but I was still like, you know, being a teenager kind of thing. And <laughs>
0: yeah, um, and with everything else, you know, you could almost say, you know, looking for that family, you know, looking for that um, that com- camaraderie and and, and so, fellowship yeah. with other, you know, people your age. Um, and so you go all year 12, or do you sort of get out of there? Um,
1: I got out. I went around to a few different high schools, had a few, like... Bit of gang walls over basketball courts and everything else, like <laughs> knives and guns and chains, and in, at pine like up in Queensland schools yeah, yeah. and stuff, and got transferred around a bit. Um, but then you know, found a school, stayed there till probably I don't know, a year, three days into year 11. I'm like, yeah, this is it, I'm done, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, don't want this no more. But, um, regret it, but yeah. <laughs>
0: And so what happens once uh, school finishes it, you know, into the workforce? Um, After uh,
1: school, I pretty much ran away from home and um, met a girl, high school sweetheart, broke up, found out she was having fun with the next-door neighbour kind of thing. So we broke up and then I was too old to go back into foster care. Like my foster mum and dad said, you know, you can't come back um, due to the foster care Rules, rules, yes. and stuff, but we are A-18. here for you. You know, let yep. us we, yep. let us still help you, kind of thing. Yeah. So I ended up just turning my back on that as well and hit the streets. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So the streets pretty much brought me up from the age of sixteen to, I don't know, close to seventeen, I guess. Yeah. And then um, there was a bit of a outbreak on Christmas.
0: So you're on the streets. Yeah.
1: How do you, how do you get by each day? What it? You- um, I had to do it rough, just...
0: We just had a you sat there for hat, you
1: know? Did you? No, no. Well, some of them did. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't really wait around for a, you know a couple of bucks get dropped in a hat throughout the whole day. Yeah. So I mainly did mine of a night time. I went out there and just waited out in front of nightclubs and stuff. And just when a few drunken people would walk out of the club and yeah, I would just hope for the best that they got money on them. <clears throat> yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd follow them down to the park and yeah, did rough that. them up a bit and do this stuff yeah
0: so so obviously now you know life's taken a pretty <laughs> crazy turn no, uh, you went from sort of high school delinquent into a few fights and mucking around with some of the groups there um, the girlfriend the broken heart that can't go back to your foster home because of you know yeah. rules you know, being over that age and I'm sure they had other foster kids as well yeah they have fostered um, over I think 36 kids wow that's amazing. Yeah. That's hard work. I've got two <laughs> kids. I don't know how they've pulled on thirty six. Um, wow! Well, and so you've come from there. So now you're on the streets. You sort of got to look out for your yeah. own. Um, you know, by the stage where you're getting in trouble now with the police and different um, things and
1: slight trouble. I was main, I was looking after these two young kids on the streets too. There was one little fellow called little. Well, just called him little Dave. who was about eleven years old, and yeah. there was a girl who was twelve years old, and I was sixteen, and they had no. No one to look after them. Their stepfathers did things to them, so they left yeah. home. And um, so I was raising them up. I was, yeah. I, was, I was only a kid myself, but raising up kids because yeah. Yeah. I felt that was my duty on the streets. Yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, just everything turned ugly one year. Like when Christmas came around, yeah, wow. a bunch of bikies came through to yeah. do their thing. Yeah, and, yeah, um They were paid to yeah. take out the street, all the street kids, and stuff like that. Okay, just to so there was the a streets.
0: lot of. In this—it's a major city in, yeah. in Australia, so a lot of homeless <clears throat> yeah. people sort of getting in the way. They're, so they just wanted to uh, yeah, yeah. clear it up a bit. And what what happened then?
1: Um, I got shot at in the back. Oh wow! <laughs> and since I was on heavy drugs at the time, I was on a bit of cocaine, a bit of heroin, and yeah, speed. Yeah. I um, I didn't really feel—I felt the impact of the bullet. Yeah, hit me, but I didn't. It didn't slow me down and i think if anything the adrenaline just went crazy in me yeah yeah i turned around and i turned around and i um yeah um just grabbed this guy's wrist yeah turned his own gun onto him yeah and pulled his like he had his finger on the trigger still i just i used his finger and i pulled it and went right beside his heart and um so i ended up i ended up in doing a bit of jail time yeah wow um for attempted manslaughter until this yeah. guy got off life support, kind yeah. Of thing. So yeah. I, d- I was doing time for attempted manslaughter, yeah, even though in my eyes it was clearly self defense. So, like, what? So, you, either- so, now
0: you're <laughs> I pause. Um, so you're, you're shot, guy gets shot in a bit of a uh, tussle. Um, this is in a major city in um, Queensland, yes. yeah, yeah, and um. So what happens then? You both go to the hospital, and you both fall on the ground, or um, do you remember anything? Or you sort of wake up next day, and
1: I went to hospital. Or he went to hospital too. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> now you're both in the same <laughs> hospital. Yeah. yeah. So I got um, a <clears throat> couple of stitches in the back, and then went to court, and then I got done for attempted attempted manslaughter. Until yeah, wow. he got off, and then when he got off, then I was going to get let out. Yeah. Um, and I tried to fight in court, but. Being a straight person, a nobody yeah. in, the, in the eyes of the justice system, I'm just a, a nobody. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't listen to my case. Like yeah. to me, it was purely self defence. Yeah. It was either yeah. him or me, and it wasn't going to be me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was straight out self defence. And how do you mind sharing how long you went away? Yeah, I was in jail for in yeah, it was in one of the big jails up say, in yeah, and um, southeast Queensland. Yeah. and um, I was there for. Six months. Like, the guy, was, he got off life support after six months. But yeah, then yeah. I got into a fight in my last week of being in there. Oh, no. And an extra three months got chucked on top. And then yeah, okay. I got angry at that. So, I yeah. went after the same guy again because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got stuck in another three months yeah, on top of that. So, I was yeah. in there for a total of 12 months. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and you, you probably believe that because of the tussle and the nature of people being shot, you and this other guy, that... That you know sentence probably wouldn't have been that long, yeah. Because that. it was sort of a yeah clash. So that's that's messy. So you're coming out of prison. Yeah. Yep. So you, let's <clears> fast forward. So
1: got out of prison. Out of prison. So uh-huh. now
0: so now you've ticked about three boxes for the um, Bureau of Statistics on Aboriginal people incarcerated.
1: And then my foster parents whacked out our uh, missing persons on me, like because they haven't oh, d- wow. heard from me well, for they, so long. They really do care. <laughs> <laughs> And the police finally caught up with me, even though they knew where I was because I was in their care for about twelve months. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they just didn't realise. <laughs> yeah. So then um, they end up telling my foster family, "Oh no, he's all right. He's just got out of jail." Me you know, you know, yeah, on yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks for yeah. making them worry. Yeah, but um, uh, after that I ended up trying to take my life. Had yeah. enough, so I just wow took a cocktail of different drugs and shot air and cleaning products into my, up into my vein to try and just end it. I had enough of it. Yeah, yeah. um, and. Ended up in the psych ward in Brisbane. Wow. <laughs> For uh, close to about three months.
0: <laughs> yeah, well.
1: After the, all that old
0: year. And how old are you by this stage, Shel?
1: Uh, I would have been just around the 18 mark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so about 18, and then um, after that, my foster family... Came to the cycle ward to uh, take me out because it was just driving me even more nuts being in there. And yeah, yeah. So they took me out of there and... Yeah. Took me back to their house for, just to spend Christmas with them. Yeah. And then my foster mum then took me up to Gympie, got me a unit in Gympie, paid for it all, took me up there and said, yeah, Okay, wow. you want to meet your family, your blood family? Yeah. And you want to get to know them a lot better? Um, I'll I'll pay for accommodation for you for six months up in Gympie and you can go in there and, you know, and yeah. be there. So. She dropped me off in Gympie at my new unit.
0: Yep. And so you're probably 19 by this stage? Nah, 18. 18. So, so lots happened.
1: Yeah. So I got dropped you're up 18. there.
0: Most and people, when they're 18, they're going out and having a drink at the pub because they turned 18 and <laughs> not being shot and put in prisons and psych wards. So, <laughs> so, yep, you're going up to Gympie. And so yeah. for, for my listeners as well, um, my connection with Chile is my uh, grandfather's side. Um, his brother was a, a Chile. So, me and Chile actually related distant uh, cousins, but a lot of the Chilis were displaced um, during those uh, frontier wars and colonization and actually resided around the Gympie area, um, where my family were around the Maruchador Badrum area. So, we're actually a lot closer than we think. Um, so, yeah, so you're going back to Gimpy, you're now wanting to. So, you're coming back to culture as a, a mature, aged uh, youth. Yeah. Um, and you're wanting to connect into culture and learn about, you know,
1: and um so I went to Gympie and dropped off mum. Yeah, you know, gave me a hug and envelope full of money and you know, yep. good luck with getting yourself set up kind of thing and Yeah, yeah. Had a bit of a cry and then she went back to Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. And um and then it was the next day. Yeah, you know, my f- second day in Gympie. It bucketed down with rain. It yeah, just yeah. hammered down with rain and it flooded to it Queensland. Flooded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was I think the 1999 1999, yeah, the big 1999 floods, and it yeah, just wow. took over the, the Bruce Highway. Everything just went under. Yeah. <clears throat> so my first impression of Gympie was watching kegs float out of pubs, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, was, it was pretty unreal. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was pretty happy. <laughs> um.
0: Grab a keg while you can. Um, and so <laughs> where'd you start? So the Chilis are quite a large family. So um, how'd you get back in? How'd you reconnect?
1: Um, I went to end up in hospital. Yeah. Uh, within my first week of being in Gympie, I New town, had to show, you know, after being in, on, on the streets and living in jail, it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, you've got to puff up your chest and you've got to stand your ground <laughs> kind of thing. You know, you're in a new town, you're going to make it yours kind it of thing. You
0: can be sound like the wild,
1: wild west. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> and um, so, I, you know, I stood my ground and went against a group of people there <clears Yeah. <clears throat> and throat> um, ended up coming off second best, really. I ended up well, at the hospital the next yes, break, <laughs> in the hospital in a neck brace and whatever else and, this girl's walked past me, you know, how you going? You must be new here. You look different. You're not, yeah, you are not. Know, you don't yeah, look yeah. like a local. And we started chatting and yeah. she ended up being my sister. Oh, really? She's like, <laughs> oh, what's your name? And I told her my name. She's like, I've got a brother named that. What's your last name? I told her my last name. That's my, oh my gosh. So we just had like this massive like family reunion at the hospital and yeah. braces, you know. <laughs> and then I found out that it was her boyfriend. Yeah. Who damaged my neck.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: So was, Welcome was, to the family. Yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and so
0: you're sort of assembling down in Gympie. Um, you know, are you looking for work? You, how did you go? Um, did you go study, or you sort of just?
1: No, I. Uh, I had my own little speed lab in the cupboard, so I was making oh, money. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was making money, but um, it didn't last long because I blew up my cupboard in my apartment, and I'm oh. kicked out of the apartment. <laughs> was well, because
0: your cupboard, and not your face. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're still coming out of that lifestyle, I think. You yeah. You're coming, seeing all these different um, ways to make a living. Um, why don't we fast forward? Yeah. Because I know we could probably spend a whole time in that chapter. <laughs> Let's fast forward to the move to Melbourne.
1: Moved to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I moved to Melbourne.
0: You moved to Melbourne. And why did you move to
1: Melbourne? I, my fiancé at the time was pregnant. Yeah. And... Her her mum and dad, you know, it's their first um first grandchild, pretty yep, much. So, yep. and I swore black and blue I'd never moved to Melbourne. Yeah, like yeah. from Queensland weather to Melbourne weather, no thank you. You know, I didn't want, <laughs> did not want to leave my state, yeah, especially yeah. to go to this state. But yeah, I did it. You and did, yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not too bad.
0: It's good coffee, good food. <laughs> yeah, that's so all we'll yeah. give them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: But um, yeah, no, so I moved up to Bendigo in Melbourne. Yeah, in, uh, well Victoria. Yeah. And um Yeah, had some kids. Yeah. Making my tribe a bit bigger. But yeah. um <clears throat> got a bit of work and building steel framed houses and stuff, so that was pretty fun. Awesome.
0: Um, and so okay, so now you're you're an honest hard worker. Um with the job you know, so was it cash in hand or were you on a payroll? Uh, on a payroll. Also, you're on a payroll. Yeah. So questions come up about, you know, a criminal record and those sort of things? Um,
1: it did, but I knew one of the guys who were working there. And yeah. Okay. So, it was a bit of a...
0: So, it's helpful to know. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Putting the door um, on that one.
1: Um, and at that time... And so, how
0: long did you stay in Bendigo for?
1: I was in Bendigo for about seven years. Yeah, seven years. Yeah. yeah. Just mucking around. Yeah. Um, Had a few auditions. Auditions? Auditions. For what? Uh, when I moved to, oh, back before I came to Melbourne, I moved yeah. to um, I moved to Harvey Bay for a little bit. And yeah, yeah. It's chilled up town. there for a little bit. Yeah. And I was DJing at the Beach House. So yeah. That was a bit I of know where then. that is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got the old name, yeah. DJ Beach Bum. So yeah, wow. So, yeah, it's all and singing? Singing, yeah. yeah. I ended up going on Australian Idol, 2004.
0: 2004, and Australian Idol.
1: Ripped out a couple of tunes and got told that my dress code and my voice option for something yeah. I was singing was not matching. And I was like, thank you, Dicko. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was a bit, yeah, I was a bit heartbreaking, I guess, yeah. at the start, but, you know, such as life. <laughs> but, um, so, when I moved to Bendigo, when I was up that way, I yeah. auditioned for um, Australia's Got Talent. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently, they didn't think Chile had talents, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't make it nowhere on that. And then I went for um, X Factor. So that was pretty oh, cool wow, you did two. the whole tour. Yeah. I don't think those shows even go anymore. Yeah, um, probably not. Yeah.
0: So, let's, um, we'll start going towards, you know, um, where you are today and, you know, what's caused you to start, start the business. Yeah. Um, was there any other illegal businesses you wanted to get off your chest? No, you don't have to, you know. <laughs> The police should be listening now. Um <laughs> And, you know, I know some things you can't tell me, but I know you sort of had an in and out with some of that underworld stuff still yeah. with um, yeah, recently um, yeah. certain services. Yeah. Um, I
1: was doing a few runs here in Melbourne. Yeah, I was working. working we'll
0: working, leave it at that. But, um, <laughs> a few services. We had a few escort and bodyguard, a few other things yeah. that people see on Underbelly and, and, and legitimately you were paid to do those things. So... So what happens? What what's the change? So what happens um, when you
1: the change? I.
0: Is when, you, when you said you've you've had enough, you know, what was the moment you've said I've had enough? There's got to be something else, you know. Um, it
1: came to the point where I, I was with my daughter's uncle, my oldest daughter's uncle, and yeah, he was babysitting my daughter that night, but her auntie was looking after her until he got back home because yeah, yeah, we went yeah. to yeah. have a few beers, and um, yeah, I was heavy, got really like got stuck and heavily on the ice yeah going back you know yeah two thousand and fourteen yeah. kind of way, and so yeah. I had a whole heap of ice, my back was still aching, it wasn't taking away the pain, so I was on painkillers as well, I was still pain there, and yeah, went down and had three hundred about three hundred and sixty bucks worth of shots within an hour, yeah, wow, and then I just felt felt my insides closing up on me and i yep. turned around to her uncle i said oh you know just let my daughter know how much i love her and stuff you know yeah, sorry yeah. it has to be this way and yep. he's like you can tell yourself you're just drunk rah, rah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. sure enough my body shut down from the inside i was yep. outside of my body and i was watching it all unfold with the police there and, yeah, the wow. Oh and everything wow and, um but the doctor two weeks prior to that when i went to the doctors he said listen done a heart murmur on you yeah um i'm giving you two to three weeks to live yeah wow if you don't get off this drug and i'm yep. like yeah doc you know you've got you got to tell everyone all this stuff anyway like you pull the crap kind of thing and yep. sure enough he was right wow <laughs> so um that was the wake-up call because i thought no i want to be here for my kids yeah you know it's either the kids or the drugs and i thought no nah, that's nah, it's my kids yeah and then after that faith faith just came into it yeah yeah like not started like believing in other things and you know and um, <laughs> wow and it just it just changed everything like it changed it yeah like within four four years five years of being off heavily off like, well, i was on heavy on ice and then yep. four to five years afterwards most people their brains are still yeah fried and stuff from it for yeah, like a, a yeah. long time but for some reason you know my kids my kids were praying for me and stuff yeah, and for yeah. some reason it just cleared up um, my faith then kicked in. I've seen so, had, so sort of, many, so many miracles unfold in my life, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden, bang. So got was blessed that. with running businesses, and I was just like,
0: oh. And we'll break down the business part. And I think what's amazing is you sort of had that that boiling point. Then you had sort of a sort of that hope factor come come in through faith and um, your family. You know that uh, that meaning as well. Yeah, and it sort of sounds like they all sort of <clears throat> clash together and sort of this wonderful um sort of turn where you just make this turn. So let's start with uh the business. So the what business. Um, what are you doing now? What's the business and what's it called?
1: The business. Ah uh, well I've got the legal business. The legal so, business. The legal business. Yes. <laughs> well I've got three little ones, little businesses yep. going up. Um I've got a mowing service and gardening service business. Yeah. I've got a cleaning Yep. service business and yep. a rubbish removal business. And I went for all three being so linked in together so I could yep. take it to real estates and all three jobs actually line in together. So I can, instead of just getting paid for one job, they have to then, you know, yeah, it's like all. a bit of a chain kind of thing. And is that
0: because some of your customers... Well, I like can come over to do the lawns and that, and like, oh, why are you here? Can you can you change a light bulb? Or yeah. Something? yeah, can you run go off the dump? So you have become a general services. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the general. Um, yeah, that's exciting. And, and how do you find learning about, um, you know, doing the the honest way with you know paying bills and customers oh. and confirming and it's pretty good. Rocking up, yeah, it's still <laughs> good? good. And how do you find like you know keeping motivated and.
1: Um, yeah, no, it's pretty easy to keep motivated, isn't it? Like, yep. I enjoy men out in the garden and yep. I enjoy picking up people's rubbish, you know? <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's not too bad. And, like, you can listen to your own tunes when you're cleaning the houses you know, yeah, and go in yeah, yeah. and just smash back. So, what do, what do you yeah.
0: think the difference is? Because um, I know you worked for a big um, hardware store, which we won't mention, <laughs> but, um, that went under, but you were doing so. Um, like you really enjoyed that job yeah I mean, like, and that's yeah, what gave me
1: you, hope I think like I started off as just like a casual worker there yeah um, it was pretty harsh for the indigenous to actually get a job at that place because yeah, we yeah. had to give in two three weeks of our time before they even gave us a choice if they wanted to keep us on the books yeah, so wow. it was pretty
0: yeah and did you come for like an indigenous employment program yeah yeah. yeah yeah okay
1: and so that yeah. was since I went that way with it they yeah it was like you have to work for us for two weeks yeah three hours a day yeah yeah um And there was probably about 40 of us doing it, Yeah. but only 12 of us were going to get a job out of it, so... Oh,
0: wow. And how many ended (laughs) up still working there after all of that that program?
1: Um, Yeah, a few of them were there doing it. Yeah, yeah. The ones that made it through, obviously. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, it wasn't bad. Um, Yeah. When we finally got there, we didn't get paid for that two weeks, so that was a... Harsh bit of it, like, yeah, it was just yeah, yeah. use and abuse the system kind of there, yeah, yeah. But you know, you got to expect some that from some big company, yeah, so. pretty much. Um,
0: <laughs> so that ends, you get made but, redundant. was yeah. a bit of a what do you find? That was that a bit of a shock of the system because you finally you've got a job, you've got a nine to five,
1: you know. It was a bit of a shock, like, because I started off as casual, and then over the years, like, I was there for about three years, and then I ended up doing a security and bodyguard course, but um. I couldn't yep. couldn't get like signed off paperwork for that because I didn't know any justice of the peace around the area at that point in time, so that was a waste of time, a waste of money, but <laughs> such is life. But um, I ended up going from casual to supervisor at Masters, yeah, uh, yeah. at yeah that place, that yes. Place. <laughs> um, and um, so that was good going to the supervisor, and then I was about to be made manager, yeah. But then they had word of mouth that they were shutting down, and so uh, I didn't get that high, yeah. so that gave me hope to. Just to launch my own stuff. I yeah, like, so, you, so you got a manager. taste of
0: leadership and you yeah. thought, um, you're obviously a very good people person. You have a good heart. Yeah, I like obviously, people. Yeah. <laughs> gets you in bad situations. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, looking out for others, um, that yeah. can happen. Um, so, you, yeah, you've come, Masters, that leadership, you got a taste of that and you thought, you know what, I'd like to start my own business one. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. I went from Masters to and Skip Bins. Yeah, wow. So, I did that for about three months and then yeah. they – they sold up as well. Yeah. So, yeah. that you know, another company brought over the yeah, skip yeah, in place. Yeah. So, then uh, I yeah, yeah. kicked out of that one Tough pretty much because it. it was only casual.
0: And so, what's our first the cleaning business, the gardening? Uh, the, or the gardening. rubbish collection. The gardening. gardening
1: I ended up doing a, um, a business course. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I thought my no, there's no way. My brain's not gonna handle all this study and stuff, but surprisingly it did. Yeah, and, and, and where <laughs> did
0: you do the business course? Like a like a TAFE for? a
1: uh, it was a TAFE, it was yeah, a yeah. Denise program. Um, yep. they crammed probably about three years worth of business courses into yeah. six weeks, so it was pretty full on, but um I passed it so you passed it. I passed well it. done. So Congratulations. I learned a lot about business, so I was just like, it's fantastic, know, actually. like so
0: Um and how many customers have you got now?
1: Um uh, about ten Ten permanent clients. Yeah, uh, with the law mowing. Yeah, um, it's gonna grow. I'm gonna yeah. try and grow it up to. I know
0: you've been busy. I've been trying to get you in here.
1: <laughs> gonna try because I've got like yeah, ten permanent clients, and then I've got just a handful of ones that just, you know, yeah, once a just yeah, casuals or, or call up and stuff like that. And, um, where,
0: and where do you generate a lot of your business? Uh, Southeast Melbourne. Yeah, and when do you use social media or do you-
1: um. Not just from really. friends of friends, or I uh, advertised it on Facebook. Yeah, on my pages, and then uh, it's just been word of mouth. Yeah, I've been yeah. labelled in Frankston on the Frankston notice board on Facebook as like the number one landscape garden care gardener. Yeah, wow! And that was I in within two up. months of doing my work. It was, yeah, yeah. Someone sent me a message. Oh, you've been labelled as like the, the number one landscape gardener. Right, yeah, yeah. Right off the area, I'm like, what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> wow! <laughs> let me be you. Better Those people skills. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fantastic. That's f- yeah, great. And so just trying to take in the whole story from start to finish. Um, You know, we'll go into the future now. You see it's going to grow in different businesses. And what do you think, um, you know, has to be done to get a lot of our our people, Indigenous people, um, with the same, you know, stories and upbringings and and bring them into that sort of, you know, success plan or or what you're doing now, you know. How do we – what do you think is the main thing?
1: Um. Need more support. That's for sure. Yeah, support. Um, uh, there's some programs out there, like like nature garden programs and stuff, that are helping. Yeah, helping them out. But I think there needs to be more in, in Victoria. There's quite a few in Queensland that I've seen. Yeah, and heard of. But um, yeah, Victoria needs a bit more like wildlife park ranges and stuff like. Definitely. And, um, so you
0: think there's a big um, connection with um, looking after country, even oh, lawn mowing, gardening. Yeah. yeah. Rubbish um, removal, that sort of stuff, yeah. things where it's impacting our country day and day. Do you think that's sort of a connection point for Aboriginal people? Definitely. You know, calling.
1: I, I think the government should actually you know, not listen to the Greens and actually like pay the Indigenous to go around backburning all the land before you know before the next deadly fires come through. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just yeah, just. Go back to the old indigenous ways of back burning, and, and, and maybe pay, they can buy a, a chili
0: franchise as well <laughs> in the interim on the backburnings during those seasons. Yeah, you? well, they probably could. No, uh, that's fantastic, <laughs> Chili. Um, listen, probably one of the long episodes recorded. I thought this would happen because of the story, and I know there's much more, so we'll put up your profile and different things so people get in contact for your cleaning business and uh, elements of your story as well. Um, no, you no know, the, there's such a um. Oh, such great content! I think in there for to help people um, be inspired to see better, no matter how um, traumatizing the that past could be. So, thanks so much for coming on. No
1: worries. And
0: um, I look forward to hearing about the chili uh, franchise. Maybe be like a Jim's Mowing chili, Chili's. Oh, mowing. That's, that's my plan. I'm, taking, the plan. Over, I'm
1: taking over. i Hold it to the words. Yeah. And ten years from now, I'm going to be
0: checking in on that. So, <laughs> no, thanks so much, Chili, and we um, look forward to seeing what happens in the future.
1: Not a lot of worries <laughs> there.